Hey guys, before we dive in today, I just wanted to take a minute to remind you that registration is currently open for the win-win-win $1,000 year-end challenge that is kicking off at the end of November. So if you don't know about the challenge yet, be sure to go back and listen to episode 58 where I tell you all the details, or you can just go directly to the registration page, which is at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash challenge. It's a great challenge and is raising money for a great cause, so I hope to see you there. Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Hey, Martin, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. I'm excited to have you on here. So just to give a little background to everybody who's listening, Martin is part of the Facebook group, the This Can't Be That Hard Facebook group, and had jumped in there after listening to the episodes that I did on the different business models, the unicorn, the workhorse, and the donkey. And and so he had a question about that that was big enough in the Facebook group that I was like, let's actually do this as a mini men. Actually, I think you suggested that, that it might be a little bit more than just a back and forth on Facebook. So this is going to be great. I think it's applicable certainly to you, but a couple other people chimed in on Facebook and were like, yeah, I'm really interested in that too. So I'm excited to, to jump into this today. I'm going to get my timer out. Are you ready when I hit the start okay. button? All right, let's go. All right. I'm an architectural photographer, and for the last uh, decade plus, we've been largely working on a uh, workhorse model. And interestingly enough, uh, a lot of our clients, which tend to be uh, builders, interior designers, architects, etc., tend to work that way as well. So there's great fit there. We love supporting their work and uh, working with them, but we're also wanting to pursue more high-end projects that seem to benefit from more of uh, a unicorn-style approach. Mm -hmm. We love working with our workhorse clients, and uh, we don't want to lose them. It's been great having them, particularly uh, this year, but we're looking to grow in the level of interesting work uh, that we do for clients that are probably much more high touch. Sure. So are there effective practices to be able to effectively service uh, unicorn clients in a workhorse model without having to rebrand, without losing our workhorse clients and all that? Totally. So yeah, so I think that this is a really important distinction. And I think that whether you want to branch out specifically or whether your business just doesn't like fit really neatly into one tidy little box, you know, obviously when I talk about alignment, there's some simplification going on in terms of like those three models. However, I really do think that this is, it's not an uncommon thing that people have a piece of their business that they want to dedicate to a slightly different business model. Think, oh gosh, uh, do you guys have Target in, in Canada? Uh, we used to, but okay. uh, uh, I'm in, in the U.S. So Target is, you know, big box store or whatever, and most of their stuff is relatively inexpensive, but they carry some lines that are sort of higher end brands or they have name brand designers or whatever. And so it's like a higher end line within their store. 
And lots of, lots of stores or places have that kind of mini brand within a brand. And I think that that the, the short answer to your, to your question and what I initially was like, oh, I can probably just jump on Facebook and answer this. The short answer is just that. Like in, you wouldn't create a second brand altogether if it was only going to be a subset of clients. And because what you're talking about, so you're still talking about architectural clients. It's not like you're, you know, going veering off in an entirely different direction. You're um, appealing to the same general people. It, they are going to be using the same general Google search words when they're trying to find an architectural photographer. But what you want to do is create sort of a, a product or a sub brand that shows off that you also work with like the super high end designers and architects and, uh, you know, landscape architects or whatever, whatever else, whoever else your client base is. So, so then the question is how to delineate that well enough in your, in your messaging that it doesn't get confusing, that somebody doesn't show up and immediately see like, oh, that's a really high-end project. That's probably not, they're not going to be on the same, you know, this photographic service looks like it's going to be too expensive for what I generally do if they're more of a workhorse model. Is that all? Am I making sense thus far? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that sub-branding concept. I think, now let me ask you this before we jump into that. Do you ever find that any of these workhorse clients that you have also have sub-brand work where sometimes they work, take on higher-end projects? We do have a few. And normally uh, what they end up doing is they end up having entirely separate brands. So okay. for instance, uh, you'll have somebody who will be doing work that is say high-end renovations or new builds and then they'll have something that will service people who you know need a wall painted and and their toilet changed out sure sure so i feel like it could be uh, let me ask you another question sorry i keep catching myself with other questions do you have in your on your website, do you guys have a blog or, and I'm saying you guys, cause I feel like you're speaking in the plural, but I. <laughs> yeah, we're a team of three. Okay. And so back to that question though, do you have a blog? Yep. Okay, great. So I think that in order to kind of kick this off, I would brainstorm, I would get together with your other photographers and brainstorm some of your either existing clients or some ideal clients for this venture for this sub-brand. So either existing clients who also have sub-brands that would be appropriate or brand new clients that you could pitch. And I would come up with something that is, I, I would come up with a package that I, that you wanted to offer to those people that was sort of, one of the teachers at the Family Narrative a few years is Nikki Sebastian, was Nikki Sebastian. She's a brand photographer in LA. And she talked in her talk about the, one of the ways that she gets these really great brands to work with her or to choose to work with her is that she makes it as easy as possible for them. So she puts like an entire team together. She goes to them with like, I'm going to have, you know, I'm bringing my own assistance and all this stuff so that the bottom line that she gives them really is the entire cost. And it just eliminates a lot of the work on their end. Plus it makes it so she's working with the people like the assistants and the lighting people and all that stuff that she wants to work with. So I would think that as 
you know, you're not doing branding work specifically, but you're, you're not doing like family photography work or wedding work. It does involve more sort of technical stuff and a bigger team. So oftentimes, you know, an architect is not an expert at doing that and putting together that team. So if you show up and you say, I have this sort of one and done package for you where we are going to create fill in the blank. And I don't know, cause I'm not an architectural photographer, so I don't know what, you know, that would necessarily be, but you put together this sort of premium package and you make it just as easy as possible and as, you know, sort of beautiful as possible. And you maybe pay to have some branding work done for it and that sort of thing. I would reach out to that group of three or four, maybe ideal type clients for this and pitch them with like, Hey, we're working on building out this brand and we're willing to come do, we would love to come do a, either a mini version of that or like the full thing. If you wanted to give them the whole experience of working with you and ask them if they have a project that you could collaborate on and make it either free or so cost effective that, you know, obviously they're going to choose to do that. And then you go and you shoot it and you blog it really heavily and you show that work on your, on your social media and all that sort of stuff. And then, and then based on the portfolio that you build out of that, you create a separate menu item on your website. And I would work to try and come up with a name that really sort of differentiates it from your main brand and what you typically do. And it's sort of like the... I cannot think of anything that's not really stupid, but like the diamond collection or something like that, <laughs> where it's where it's very clearly just a subset of what you do, but it's available and like easy for everybody to see. And you don't have to go creating a whole new business for that. And I would just make that page, that menu on your um, website, that sub menu, maybe, you know, a description of what it is that you offer how it differentiates. And this is the part that's like super important to be really clear about, you know, this is for our clients when they have, you know, higher end clients, when only the very best is going to, you know, be sufficient. I would really drill that home both with your, with your words and your images. And then your whole pricing structure over there would just be a totally different thing. So I don't, I don't feel like that would be confusing as long as it is really well delineated both on your website. So those images are not going to be mixed in with your general portfolio, like maybe on your homepage, depending on how you have it set up. One of those might be in like a slideshow or whatever, but it would be sort of like, this is our main thing. And then this is our executive brand or whatever you want to call it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, since I think we do have a few minutes left, yeah, um, yeah, sure. what if one flipped it the other way around? So would it be worth making the sub-brand one's existing work and then building out one's, one's main brand as the higher-end brand? Okay, so that's a great question too. I think that it would be possible to do that. It might just be hard for someone who has a long standing business with three photographers and is sort of known as one thing to immediately flip that switch. So I think what I would do is I would start it the way that we were just talking and sort of build a sub brand, but focus on building that portfolio, focus on featuring that in your social media more heavily. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you have to show it to sell it. Like, I think that it is the more you talk about something, the more you hype something, if there is a way for you to, you know, if you can find one of those ideal clients as bluebird clients and get them to help 
kind of co-market with, you know, with their friends, or if you can get invited to events where those people are or whatever it might be, that you can start to do more of that work. And then as your portfolio shifts, then you start to switch the main brand versus the sub brand. And then, so, and this also came up in the, in the Facebook thing about how, so if your main work is the workhorse model and you want to add a unicorn model, this is how I would do it. But somebody else had asked, like, what if you wanted to add a sort of a donkey brand, <laughs> small model or a sub brand, which I think is actually a little bit trickier because you don't want to end up in a race to the bottom with yourself where your all of your good workhorse clients all of a sudden are like, oh, I'm going to get the same thing for cheaper if I go here, which is kind of in the family photography world. That's like what the mini session rabbit hole can kind of turn into is people are just, they're doing the same good work. They're just offering it for cheaper. And so people wait for that. So the, the trick then is that, you know, if you just put a sub page on your menu and you're like, here's my cheaper stuff that I do, that can be, I think that's actually more confusing than having like a, here's what I normally do, but here's what you can get if you want to do something really special. So if you were then to switch over to where your main line of work was that you were doing the, the sort of the higher end stuff then you would have to figure out how to partition off the less expensive sort of more, I don't know, suburbia, like standard homes or whatever that you're photographing that for your workhorse clients in a way that doesn't then make that look bad. You know what I mean? There's like this psychology there where it's like, well, I don't want to get the I don't want to be made to feel like what, if I'm coming to you as an architect and I design like big neighborhoods full of houses that are for designs and, you know, it's just kind of like big box house design. I don't want to show up on your website and see all these like slick, modern, custom homes and then be like, oh, hi, <laughs> I have a really boring project for you. You never want to make your client apologize for what it is that they have to offer. So then I feel like it's more imperative to separate the branding a little bit and clearly show that you are still excited to work with your, your workhorse clients. And that is the one risk that you run in that transition phase. If you were switching from more workhorse to more unicorn stuff is alienating your workhorse clients by showing constantly showing these more sort of sophisticated or high-end projects where they then start to feel like, oh, you know, Martin doesn't want to work with me anymore. <laughs> he's, gotten, he's gotten fancy and he's working with so-and-so now. So I do think that that's sort of the trickier piece of it. Have you guys started doing any of this at all? Yeah. One thing that we actually have been doing is for a lot of our smaller projects, because we often end up uh, charging for them by the finished image, uh, doing a thing where they can license the web resolution only images now, which will give them something to put up on their website and on social media during the pandemic. And sure. then they can license more images and higher resolutions later when they want to do print stuff, trade show work, that sort of stuff. We also have a program in place where uh, it makes it for their suppliers and uh, collaborators and whatnot uh, to license as well. And so that 
that has has worked out really well for our lower end clients. Um, that is not something that our higher end clients tend to be wanting to do as much of. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think that really this comes down to a messaging situation where you want to make sure that if you want to hang on to those clients that you are making it that you are reaching out to them via email or you pick up the phone i don't know you know how many clients we're talking about but calling them and saying hey we're introducing this new brand it's a higher end brand but i don't want you to think for a minute that that is you know doesn't affect anything that we're doing you guys are one of our very favorite clients and you know what what you have is locked in place or something along those lines just sort of it doesn't have to be a whole lot, but just sort of showing that love and reassuring them that, that, that you're still their photographer. And, you know, in that way, I think you can bridge that gap. And then hopefully you get to a place where the real decision point is like, we're so busy <laughs> now that we have this expanded brand that we don't, you know, we have to make choices about what we start to let go. And that, you know, there's gentle ways of doing that where prices go up or, you know, you just start to, to be harder to get uh, in touch with at the right, you know, oh, you need me next week. I'm not available until next month, that sort of thing. So anyway, I hope this was helpful. I feel like, Thank you. yeah, there's a lot, there's definitely a lot to it, but I don't think that it needs to be, I think as long as your messaging is really clear and it's established as a sub thing with its own branding name or with its own like special package that you should be able to do that without having to reinvent the whole brand wheel. But this was great. I really appreciate you taking the time to get in touch and, and get on the, get on the That's Zoom nice. call. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great day, Martin. Thanks so much. Yeah, you too. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.